much how much do visual novels and like detective stories and how, how much does that stuff really really change and upgrade over time i think i think the visuals make a fairly a big difference in terms of the presentation yeah well but. in a game like in a game like that the um the presentation is like the visuals are a large part of what you're actually experiencing yeah so like that does probably make the biggest difference because like ultimately the gameplay is just reading oh oh yeah in terms of gameplay nothing nothing really matters when you think of it like that yeah uh in case everyone doesn't know what we're talking about because we're recording now so um Oh, okay. Hi, welcome back to the Retro Breakdown. It's been a while for us. It's been like a couple weeks since we've recorded because we recorded the last couple episodes kind of like in rapid fire. Yes. So we haven't and actually then... recorded for a little while. It's only been a week for you, but uh, it's been a while for us. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, you should because you clicked on the episode and it has the name of the game in the title. But just in case you weren't paying attention to that, uh, we played the what are you doing if 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 you don't know the title right like you just <laughs> click on it at random does does spotify have like a, a like a play me Maybe a random like an episode and don't tell me the name of it feature i suppose that's possible they should really tell you the name of it yeah they in case you, you like it name. and want to continue listening to it but anyway uh <laughs> we played famicom detective club the girl who stands behind i played both you played both, but we we played. Which I think uh, will be important when when we get to actually talking about the games. Yeah, we played. We played. Um, that's the one we both played, and by both played, I mean we went through half of the story while you were here visiting, and then yes. you finished the game because you actually have it. And Jesse and I watched the less the rest of it in a long play on YouTube, which is something that I would like to actually discuss because I. I feel like it was really interesting to have the experience of like actually playing it versus watching it. Okay. In, in succession, but um, not going to jump into the, the full discussion on that yet. Um, It's been a little while. I'm Oh, Hey, I'm time wanderer or Dean. You'll refer. People refer to me as either one, but if you're looking for me on the internet, I'll be a time wanderer on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter. Well, yeah, technically, Tom. Time Wanderer 33 on Twitch, but, or Twitter. <laughs> yeah, the real Time Wanderer <laughs> on the Twitter truest. is the, the truest Time Wanderer. He's, he's someplace else. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my own, I'm in my own place. No, that's going to go to places that I don't want to go to. Fair. Like, the, I'm going to, I'm, I'm on the real social media sites. Not that, not the Twitters. You know those ones. I'm not the even gonna. I'm. I'm not even gonna use the names of them because, like, I don't want if people don't know about them. I want them to just continue to not know about them because they're better off. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's where it sounded like you were going. I didn't know about them, so that was that was new to me when I think you were telling me about it. <laughs> I I have you know like family members and stuff that know about them. So this I is getting this is getting dangerous. It's I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I'm just saying, like, I know about it, but I wish that I didn't. And I'm not going to push that knowledge onto anyone else because you're better off without it. Speaking of um, visual novels, by the way. Yeah. The whole episode. Mm -hmm. I, I've been playing one called Muv Love because apparently it's really good. I've but heard it's of really, that. 
It's terrible. Yep. It's awful. Okay. Uh, I, I My understanding is that it's part of a trilogy, and the first game is supposedly it's 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 written okay it's so bad that i can't tell if it's a parody of itself or Mm. if it's just bad so it's like the worst kind of bad yeah right like and now mind you the game's old it's from 2003 Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. it has it has cool like the 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 art's nice the music's nice all that stuff's good but good lord the first the first game I, i know it's supposed to be queuing everything up for whatever the big reveal is in the second and third one or whatever happens but God, is it terrible? And maybe I just don't dig is is it visual the... novel humor or something? I don't hmm. know because it's like bad slice of life. Like the, yeah, the yeah, two, yeah. like the main character, you know, you. You're, yeah. I, I understand it's par for the self insert character. Yeah, I, I know they're supposed to be horrible assholes or something, and like they have no reason to. But every girl on the planet wants to be with you, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, fine. And mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's sort of annoying, but also. He punches the other, like, the probably the main, I think she's technically the main love interest because she's, like, the girl next door. Uh-huh. Um, and they, like, punch each other in the face constantly. I'm like, this is not funny. <laughs> this is so, stupid. Okay, 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 okay. So we need to, we need to very, very carefully examine what is meant by punch her in the face. I mean, literally You're punching referring in the gut. to, like, the cartoony, like... The cartoony, like, oh, you said something, uh, you said something silly, so, like, bonk, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it's, like, it seems like it's more than just a hit on the head, but that's what they're going for, I believe, yes. Because, like, that it's is, like, like... It's not just, like, a bonk on the head, though, where it's, like, oh, you're so dumb. Like, even that would be annoying to me, but at least it's, like, fine, whatever. This is sort of a, I'm punching you in the gut. And you're making a face like you just got hit in the gut. And she's like, oh, that hurt. Why'd you hit me so hard? And then she, and she's like, because you hit me so hard. And I'm like, this is so stupid. It's it's really painful to read through. It's it's interesting. You said like 2003, right? So this is less yeah. than 20 years old. I think it was 2003. It might be a little earlier. I'm not sure. I Roughly in the, in the range of 20, 20 years is from like a social progress perspective. Doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like we're as far away from, you know, 2001 or 2002 as we are, obviously, like, the 50s or the 70s in terms of, like, social progress. And yet, I keep finding stuff from, like, like YouTube videos that I watched in, like, in, like, the late aughts, like, 2008, 2009. Stuff that I thought was really funny when I was in, like, undergrad. Mm Mm-hmm. That I go back on, I go back and look at now and I'm like, oh God, oh no, I was this person. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe I thought this was funny. This is such a fucking problem. Yeah. So I, I even like, even stuff like, uh, I remember when friends came out on whatever streaming platform it was on. Um, Okay. It's, I, I watched Friends growing up and thought it was the funniest thing. And, you know, it, it got sort of relegated to the, you know, the DVD box sets and the uh, and the cable reruns and no one really watched it. And then it came out on, on a whatever streaming service is out on now. And people started like people from later, a later generation than us, like started watching it for the first time. 
Yeah. With like more modern sensibilities. And we're like, oh my God, these people are awful. <laughs> like everyone is so terrible. Why is everyone like this? Why are they joking about this? <laughs> it, it's it's hilarious. That show ended in 2004. Yeah. I, like it ran I, from like 1994 did... to 2004. I remember watching the last episode and that was one of the only ones I had watched. Like I ended up watching a lot of them later when I was, I think I said this, I was watching border or I was playing borderlands too, like doing grinding stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to throw on this because my sister owns the DVDs and I kind of watch them sort of. Yeah. Um, It's, you know, it's idle watch stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something that only happened. I, I don't know if we have shorter attention spans or what, but I didn't ever watch something while playing stuff. But like as a kid, but now it's it's it happens way more often than I would expect now <laughs> where I'll have something on even if I'm not really watching it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people that do that. I don't really do that because my like I really prefer to like pour my attention into one thing and I can't really split it. Oh, yeah. I guess like, it if I have on two what things on at one time, I end up like, well, you know what? No, I'm going to I'm going to walk that back. I actually do do that because I will have YouTube on in the background while I'm playing something on my phone. Uh, yeah, well, that's 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 what I was going to say. I think it depends on the type of game. I, I should clarify yeah. that if I'm playing like a game where I'm invested in the story or I really want sure, to sure. pay attention because it's hard. Well, you mentioned like do just it. doing some some like mindless grinding stuff in Borderlands and Borderlands does have a lot of that. So, yeah, that's that's I guess that's what I was referring to. Maybe I just didn't play those kind of games as a cure. They didn't exist. Could be. Also yeah. Possibility. Yeah. The, the the kind of game now that just sort of exists to like fill your time to make the number go big. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like heck, those are games that like not to take anything away from like getting joy out of them, but it is something that there are periods of time where you're just kind of like burning time. I, I, I heard there is incentives. I don't know if it was in, for Stadia or for the new Netflix. Netflix is investing in game. I heard about um, this. Yeah. Game streaming. But I, I heard there was an incentive or something where it was you get a bonus based on the number of hours people spend in the game or something like that. Like mm, in yeah, that I game. think that's the new like Stadia is trying to do like a, an affiliate marketing thing. OK, yeah. Or something like that. And I think that you get like you get like a, you know, if you're if you're a Stadia partner, which like. <laughs> I think hey man, they're I think the way they do their, I think the way they do their revenue split is you get like a bonus if you convert people to a pro membership or whatever. OK. And they and then for like if they spend a certain amount of time playing. Yeah, that's that's. That's going to lead to some horrible practices. <laughs> well, it would if it was going anywhere. But like, I mean, OK, I, I agree. I think Stadia is a joke. and We've talked about it. But as more if more and more companies are getting into it, then it may or it may become more popular and more the norm. Right. Like, that is true. And, like and the fact ne- that it like, can't be it can't have been that terrible if Netflix is going to invest, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And didn't they didn't they poach off everybody's favorite? a company uh per, it's someone from ea i want to say um as as they're like head person for it oh i don't even i like maybe but like i i didn't i don't know anything about netflix's whole game i just i, yeah, I, no, I, I just saw, know I it saw a title yeah i just know i saw a headline earlier this morning that was like netflix is going into games and i was like all right the thing is like 
Stadia being hilarious is not because the idea of game streaming is bad. It's actually a good idea. Google just found the worst possible way to do it and an even worse way to market it. Because <laughs> yeah. when Google first announced Stadia, everyone was like, oh my God, it's Netflix for games. Yeah. This is amazing. This is what like, this is an incredible, this is an incredible thing. This is going to be like, this is going to change the landscape. Like, this is something that we've been waiting for for a long time. This could be a really, really huge thing. And then it turned out to be literally nothing that anyone actually wanted. Yeah, we had talked about how the Game Pass and PS mm-hmm. Plus and all that stuff, or not Plus, PS Now were kind of yeah more towards what people were hoping for. Yeah, um, people just want a, what is essentially a Netflix for games, a, a, a subscription service where you have access to a large game library and you can just play things as you want to for a, yeah. for a set amount of money per month. I, I get and that. And what I, Stadia I totally get is, that. is a set amount of money for a set amount of money per month that you can pay to buy games. Right. That's the part that's, that's why it's terrible. Yeah. If, if, if Netflix ends up making it so it's, um, part of their service or you pay a little bit more or whatever it is, then I, I can see that actually being somewhat popular. And like, I, I think the big thing for, I think the big thing for Stadia is just the question of ownership. Cause it comes, the question of ownership comes up so hard for that because I, so there's like different tiers of ownership. There's like, there's the physical game sale where there's like, you have a physical copy of the game on a disc or a cartridge or a card or something. And, you know, if the Internet implodes and ceases to exist 10 years from now, you can still put that card into that system and you can probably play the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think using that as the reference, though, of course, if the Internet's dead, it probably means we're all dead anyway. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, yes, <laughs> if something that I, I hate to say that. that cataclysmic were to happen, the least of your worries is whether you can play Switch. If if yeah, <laughs> the the fact of the matter is that's going to be a tool for throwing at something, or you're already dead anyways. But like, far less cataclysmic is if you buy a thousand dollars worth of games on Stadia, and then Google decides to stop supporting Stadia, and all of your games are server side, so you don't have access to them anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's it's one of these weird things where I have like, uh, I mean. A, a staggering amount of games from like the NES through PS two era. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're all there. I could play them all. I probably never will. Yep. <laughs> so True. it's kind of one of these questions where it's like, yeah, that's cool to have them, but does it really matter? Right, right, right. Like if you, it, it's, it's sort of becomes like a, should I sell these or is it kind of like art? Do I have them on my wall? Cause they look yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I have the same, I have the same experience with mine. <laughs> and it's it it comes into it comes into question every time it comes every time a new game comes out and it's like do I want this physical or digital? Even mm-hmm. like even normal digital games like even if you don't own it physically, if you buy a digital game and you download it, you at least have the data. Yeah, you at least true. have the digital game downloaded onto your machine, so that again. If the servers go down for whatever reason, 10 years from now, like, you know, like the PS3 store was about to do and like and you lose access to uh, you lose access to 
you know, that that game's like digital code or whatever, like you can still download it and have it mm-hmm. after that happens. Yeah. Stadia, like that was the first question everyone had about Stadia is like if all of the games go, if all of the games are kept server side and you're just streaming them, but you're still asking people to pay full price to buy them. What are they actually buying? And what happens if Stadia flops like many, 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 many Google products do and you just stop supporting it after well, a couple of years? It's not even that a product flops. It's just that they decide they're done with it. Yeah, right? they like just it's, decide it's... they don't care anymore and yeah, they that's... stop supporting it. <laughs> right. Like what happens to the games that you're asking people to pay full price for? Yeah. And the answer that they gave from the beginning is don't worry, that won't happen. Right. I mean, it's nonsense. We we all know. We all yeah. know that that's that's silly. It's it's so anyway. I, no, yeah, I, I get the I get the 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 joy of of both. Like, I completely understand it. It's like, hey, it's it's cool having the physical. I, I, I like having the digital only because then I don't have to have the cases around. But at the same time, when you hold the case, it's fun. Or like I was able to borrow some games from you. Right. Like that's yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't have been possible if mm-hmm. they're digital. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, like you like the the Famicom Detective Club um, game, you had digital. Yep. And so like you came here and we played it and then you left and I couldn't. Right. Which, of, which of course, would I probably would have taken it with me anyway. Well, you would have taken it because we weren't done and it's your game. <laughs> but like. But yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, you could have left the first one. Oh, that's true. Actually, so I would have done played that. that. I totally would have done that. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. This like for Stadia, it's it's not even a question of physical versus digital because it's technically neither. Yeah. You don't like, even but know they're that, asking actually. you to pay. <laughs> they're asking you to pay for the game. But then like with this sort of sort of Damocles hanging over your oh, hanging over your neck the whole time where it's like, yeah, you have to pay to own it. But at no point do you actually get to possess it in any way. You know, it's it's so like you if, will, if it was a subscription service, Stadia would have actually been pretty cool. Yeah, you would have you would you will lose access to it whenever we say, and that's just part of the terms. Well, so if, if either the games were like a fraction of the cost, or mm-hmm. they were, um, or it was a subscription service, Stadia would be, I think, I think, way more successful than than it is. Yeah, absolutely. Because and that, that was actually like, makes sense. It's it's hilarious watching it come to market and games journalists were like trying to like they were desperately trying to find like some sort of value in yeah. the proposal. And it was just this confused. <laughs> there was just this confused thing where it's like, why should people get this? <laughs> I like, and they're like, what do you mean? Why wouldn't you get it? And you're like, no, no, no that's but not why my job. would you, though? <laughs> I'm not not supposed to be defending this. Like, I I don't I think it was a Polygon or a Kotaku uh, interview with like the head of Stadia. Sure. Before it came out and like everyone is still trying to get their heads around like, okay, what is this and what is it for? Right. Because, again, initially they we heard about it and everyone was like, oh, my God, Netflix for games. And everyone was excited about that. And then it slowly became like the worst possible version of that. And yeah, I remember yeah. the I remember the interview was like, okay, so 
so the games aren't free. Like people still have to actually buy the games on the platform. The the value is just that you don't have to have a like a high powered like console or whatever or, or PC or whatever to run it. You can run it from like basically any device with a screen. So because it just all it has to do is just be able to download and stream the the data. Okay. Yeah. So so all of the games are being run server side, but they still have to buy them. They're not like it's not a subscription service where you just get the games. So since people are paying a subscription service, does that mean the games will be at least cheaper? They were like they're asking like is this is this a benefit to paying like 20 or 30 dollars a month or whatever it is? It's like will will the games be cheaper since people are paying a subscription service? And the dude straight up says, "I don't know why they would be cheaper." Yeah, it's it's it was clearly just uh, it's 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 not well thought out. Yeah. So this loops us back to Netflix is doing games. Maybe they will do what people thought Stadia was gonna be. Yeah, or or maybe they'll maybe it won't even be huge games. Maybe it'll be smaller studio games at first or something because that's probably sure. easier to to stomach if you're thinking about how payment works, right? Like, sure, sure. God only knows how much money. Uh, well, you CD say Project that, Red but like Grand Theft Auto would want for streaming their game without actually owning it. <laughs> You right. say that, but like, if Grand Theft, if if Rockstar can get Grand Theft Auto into the hands of more potential microtransaction, yes, if 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 there's microtransaction, that's true. For for something like Grand Theft Auto, it may it may actually be more money in the long yeah. run. The uh, like the uh, the the major the major publishers like that, your Activision and your Rockstar and Take Two, that's the same thing. But yeah, like all of those groups are like, they are practically running their games on a free-to-play model anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think they would even mind getting, like, a a small cut of people just paying, like, a monthly fee if it means that they can get more feet in the door and more people to to shill microtransactions to. Because I think that's where a lot of their money's coming from anyway. Especially if bigger cuts are made by amount of time spent in X game. Mm -hmm. Because then it becomes a even more of a monetary incentive to get you to play the game for free anyways. Right. Yeah. And then you're just playing it and you're in it. And then you're like, Oh, maybe I'll buy this hubcap for my cool car or whatever. I don't know what, I don't know how GTA transaction works. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's not that, but whatever. You know, what? I, I keep saying I've seen some, uh, I've seen some, speaking of GTA, actually, um, I've seen some, some ads for this on YouTube lately. You know what I forgot existed entirely until like three days ago? Uh, no. Red Dead Online. Oh, yeah. I actually saw an ad on Twitch that there's some like dead money or blood. Yeah, money yeah, yeah. Whatever. You saw the same one I did. Okay, yeah, I saw that ad you... and I was like, I completely forgot that they made that a thing at all. Yeah, it's it sort of feels like that's what they that's kind of how Rockstar does their their game right because grand theft auto 5 came out and then it wasn't for a few years until the online took off so maybe they're Mm -hmm. hoping red dead will do the same thing yeah i mean i i think it's clear they're going for the same they're going for the same model with red dead where it's like here's the single player experience that gets you introduced to the world and now we're gonna build out the mmo yeah i i actually wanted to play red dead redemption until i read more of the reviews about how it's like tedious to play like Mm. you have to do all this stuff because they're trying to make it more real it's like oh yeah. no i don't want to play a sim i, I just yeah, want to yeah, play yeah. like a silly game where i'm a western dude 
And like some realism is fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's cool. But I don't want to have to, I, I don't know. I don't even know what you have to do exactly. But I just remember reading that it was sort of annoying how you have to, like, you know, you when you're making armor or stuff, how you're mm-hmm. like cutting the animal and drying the skin and it all takes yep. time or like all the buttons you have to press to do all of the different motions of things. There's and, a, there's a degree of realism where it starts being like, it starts being realism just for the sake of like, look how realistic it is. And it's no longer fun as a game. Yeah, for me, I don't like that. Now, unless the whole game is designed around that. Like there's this cool first person shooter. I think it's I'm guessing it's only PC where the every gun you like you have to do all the different things with the gun to mm. use it. So it's not just like point it and shoot like Goldeneye, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the, you, the gun actually functions like a real gun. So you have to know how to use it. I think that's neat. Because yeah, that is sure. sort of then that's the whole point of the game, right? Like, it's like that is, specific, like specifically like different animations and different rules for like how, how you, you load it, it and, and which buttons you press and all that stuff, yeah. right? Like that's that to me, like okay, fine. Then that that's the entire game, but it's also yeah, sure. just supposed to be the entire game, right? <laughs> I don't right. I don't that, play that's a, the point, right? 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 And I guess that's what people would say about Red Dead Redemption, which is guess, which is yeah. fine, and that's why I didn't play it. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's like there are people who who get like a huge kick out of that because of how realistic it is and how it looks. And, you know, it's it's sort of the it's like the, you know, this the crowd pleasing special effects movie. Right. Sure. Like the movie goer, the 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 movie critic is going to go in there and talk about like the plot and the writing and and the uh, and, you know, sort of the finer like artistic points. Yeah. Of like why all of this is like why all this is necessary and yeah why this is either good or bad or whatever but it's not there for them it's that like the point of that is to get a hundred million people in the seats to look at it and be like ooh yeah that's like so cool Dwayne the Rock Johnson just punched a skyscraper yeah sure like that's that's why that's why you're seeing the movie and it exploded to it space yeah ooh 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 it's or, it, you know, I more recently, I guess he's on a jungle cruise now because yeah, I think, I think because it, Disney needs to make another multi movie franchise out of a goddamn like park attraction. Hey, when's he's, the he's Space the Mountain movie, Disney? He's he's the hottest actor in Hollywood right now for big blockbusters. You can I think. literally put you can literally put The Rock on like a Teletubbies movie and it would be like the number one movie of the summer. God, if it was like an action, I would see an action. Movie I mean, <laughs> no, you could just make him the sun. Okay. No, the I'm weird not watching baby that. Never mind. I take and it give him no lines and it would make a hundred gazillion dollars. <laughs> I thought we were going to go the Joker route where it's like grim, dark, uh, Teletubbies. No, that would actually be fun. <laughs> I'm saying you could put him in like the work like you could miscast him put him in a in a role that he's like objectively not suited for and like make the movie like the worst ever and it would still be like number one for five weeks <laughs> I like the idea of missed like an accidental casting of a person that probably gets 10 million dollars at least yeah <laughs> Oh, whoops. <laughs> we paid for your likeness. Will you be the sun for us? <laughs> I am. I am 
absolutely convinced he makes more than 10 million per movie oh no no i'm, I'm sure he makes more i think adam sandler probably makes 10 million dollars <laughs> like, like and this is someone that nobody cares about anymore it's true they really don't he really he really like he really played out his time didn't he he was in a movie that i'd like to watch called uncut gems but yeah it's like i a, heard it's that like movie is movie. weird but like kind of good i watched the movie another movie i think it's the same director um who, who with with uh Oh my guy, I never remember his name. The, I mean, you know exactly what I'm going to say when I say what he was in, but I can't think of his name and it's annoying me. Is it me. Steve Buscemi? No, 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 no. Um, I'm just thinking of people who the were guy always that plays in Adam's The, the shiny movies. vampire. What? <laughs> the guy that played the shiny vampire. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Yes. He he was the main person <laughs> in the other movie. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I feel bad for Robert Pattinson because I feel like he's actually, like, done everything he can to like he hates twilight and he's gone on record saying that that like he hates being associated with that now but boy is he just the shiny vampire sorry sorry bro <laughs> but I mean, the movie that he was he in seems was good. like a good dude i feel bad that he has to be associated with a thing that he hates now i feel i feel like it's it's you should just enjoy it because a it made you famous and b it made you extremely rich Mm. so like oh man i guess it's one of those things where it's easy to talk about how money doesn't solve problems if you have money it's true right like oh it's it's that, that's where i feel that goes into like oh yeah god i hated that movie that made me super famous and ultra yeah. wealthy and yeah, a household name what a what a horrible thing that i was a part of uh-huh okay <laughs> it's hard for me to feel bad for you friend <laughs> oh my god it's such a pain all these dumb fangirls just want my autograph and take all their and throw their clothes at me all the time it's such a it's such a hassle it's it's so annoying that i'm able to uh do whatever i want with my life now jeez um, i guess was, first world problems but still but he was in a movie called good time and I, I think it's the same people that did the the uncut jewels and it was it was interesting i liked it it was it was mm. i don't want to say anything about it because it will it's one of those movies that you just sort of watch Mm. um and if you know about it it might not be as fun at least that was my feeling at the end of it sure fun is the wrong word to describe that movie though (laughs) (laughs) my understanding is that that's kind of the same thing with uncut gems like i have heard uncut gems referred to as like a two-hour anxiety attack okay yeah yeah that that seems fitting with this guy um where are we going with this? I wherever we want. Stadia, Robert Pattinson, Adam Sandler, hey, what, Dwayne what the games? Rock Johnson. Oh, so I guess I can talk about the games that I played that I borrowed. Yeah. I, so I had played. I finished Spec Ops: The Line. I played. I had played. I borrowed it from you, approximately eight years ago. Something like and that. And I played through half of it and was like, yeah, I don't feel like playing this. Sure. And I gave it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I played through it again. I I went through it on on the hardest, like the ultimate difficulty or whatever. Oh wow, really? Why? Bar. I think it's called. I don't know. Um, God, all right was, fair it enough was, it was it was it was a trip i don't I know bet. what to say it, it wasn't hard in the sense that it was hard it was just tedious like yeah. it's frustratingly yeah, anno- yeah yeah and it wasn't even annoying it was almost to the point where you just laugh like you're like okay <laughs> what yeah you just you just like peek out from around a corner and you die instantly sometimes yeah sometimes you can take like two or three bullets it feels like and other times you die immediately yeah um but I, I had fun. I actually, I, I haven't played a shooter in a really long time. So I, I, I like finished the game and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play it again. Yeah. Gameplay I'll, wise, it is a very, very of its era 
style, like bog standard every PS3 shooter. Yeah, and I haven't I I really enjoyed playing that again. At the end of my playthrough, I was like, I'm finishing this now out of spite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know that kind of. That's actually, honestly, I generally started playing games on normal again. Um, because I had a couple of games that I was enjoying, but just hit a wall and it well, frustrated me into side. quitting. It's 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 so pleasant to play like a game that is hard, but on on like easier normal, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. it's great. <laughs> and, and I guess it, it. I'm having fun. I'm I guess the, the difference button. is like, why are you playing? Yeah, no, that's, right. That's yeah. It's like, are you playing this game because you want to experience the story, or are you playing this game because you are really interested in the actual gameplay and you want to get as much as you can out of the gameplay? Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, Nier, I played on normal because Nier, the replicant, the remake, um, makes the gameplay much better. Like, it's much, much, much better. But it still isn't a game that I think that you play for the gameplay. That is a story driven game. And the point of playing that game is to have some fun with the gameplay, but ultimately get to the story beats. So, like, normal made a lot of sense for me on that. But, like, I started playing a game yesterday called Rabby Ribby, which is a anime as hell uh, indie, like, Metroidvania bullet hell game. Oh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've heard of it before, and I, I watched a little bit of your stream. Actually, the part I watched was something where nobody had pants on, and you're like, yeah, why would they have pants? And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's very, it's very anime. Yes, yes. Look, it's, it's this cute little blonde girl with the with the little red, like, hair ribbon. And she's just wearing an oversized lab coat and no pants. <laughs> sure. Okay. It's it's painfully anime. Yeah, but see, that's To okay a degree that I don't even appreciate anymore. But the <laughs> yeah. gameplay is like, mwah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll suffer through you'll you'll suffer through the the over the top anime ness to to enjoy playing the actual game. Yeah, it's it's cute. Like a lot of the animations, especially, are cute. But like, and I I can't deny it that it's super cute. But it's I believe the word is cloying. Mm, yeah. Okay. Like it is it is overwhelmingly cute to a point where it actually loops around and becomes tiresome. It's. It's funny to me that in anime lingo, you can use an idea of something being overly cute. And we're talking about like teenagers in underwear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I know it's just part of the, the whole. That's just what it is. It's not I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just funny when you take that out of like when you take that for what it is. And, and it's not it even particularly good in context, if we're being honest. <laughs> Because when you say that out loud, you're sort of like, yeah, I'm uncomfortable, actually. Yep. <laughs> I, I regret even mentioning this. No, not, don't. don't. I've, I've heard the game is actually quite good as, as a... It's as, extremely like good. I want to play more of it. I'm actually planning on making it a... Uh, I'm actually planning on making it a YouTube series. There is something... And the only reason I'm not going to keep streaming it is because I have 39 more requests to get to. And I just am not going to, it's probably going to be more because I know there's some people still sitting on points. 
Um, and unlike yours, I don't think any of the rest of them are like, I don't think any of the rest of them are requests that I can like do multiples of in one thing. They're all right. like, they're all going to need a full stream at least. Woof. <laughs> That's a lot of streams. Yep. So my, my schedule is basically just not my own for the next couple months, but I do want to play more of Rabbi Ribby. So what I'm going to do, I think is I'm going to, um, that would be like offline, not streaming. It's going to be offline, not streaming, but I'm going to record it exclusively for YouTube. That's cool. Yeah. So you still, you'll still set up a camera. You'll still be there. And yeah. All that it's stuff. basically going to be the same thing. There's just not going to be chat. Yeah. But honestly, dude, it's a bullet hell Metroidvania. No, I, yeah, it sounds so cool. like it's it's a really focus intensive game, especially when you get into the, the boss fights and everything. It's just like the chat may as well not be there anyway, because I'm just like I'm just kind of staring down the boss mouth agape looking for the gaps between the, you know, thousands of projectiles on the screen. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes even when you're streaming not that intensive games, the chat may as well not be there. <laughs> it's true. I I am very uh I, I tend to I I'm an introvert and I I communicate with chat where and when I want to, which is sometimes not at all. <laughs> That's just how that's just how it go on on twitch.tv slash time wanderer. That's just how it be. Um, I also have been playing Atelier. Yep. I've, Atelier I've only Rona. played it for about five hours or so. So like middle okay, of the so you're into two. it. Yeah, I get. The, I, OK, because the first couple of hours are basically just like anime like story beats and tutorial. I can't. I, I, I did not expect there the story to literally be <laughs> just 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 have an alchemy shop yeah you know, prove its worth and that's yep. it there's no bad guy or anything i'm i'm so happy i actually like it so much it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of like reciteer or reciteer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It. Uh, it's a lot like that yeah reciteer. because I, I i mentioned it to to kyle and he's like oh is it like that i was like i you know yes yeah <laughs> i think that's that's great and it's I love honestly that like th- it's shocking how many of those games lack a central villain mm-hmm. and how many of them are just like, yeah, no, just just do the shop. Just get better. Yeah, it's it's I've That's been having a lot of fun. I looked up a few like flags to meet for diff- if, like various endings and things just because yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know how strict it is. And I will say the timeline feels fairly strict in this. It or, is like the timer. Yeah. If you want to do a lot of stuff, if you don't care about doing everything, then it's no big deal. Right. Um, right. You only need to get one ending and it's not difficult to get like a good ending by yeah. the end of the timeline. As long as you're just doing your tasks when they come in. That's that's what I that's what I figured or when I was like learning more about it. It seems like, OK, that's this is this is a game you can either you can mid max and do everything or you can just kind of casually play it and have fun. So I'll probably do something in the middle. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it makes sense. Like, it makes sense to look some things up and just be like, okay, how do I get here? And like, optimizing your time because everything takes time. Making yeah. stuff takes time. Fighting takes time. Like, moving on the world map takes time. And time is like your most precious resource. It's it's persona in that like it's constantly moving forward with everything you do, mm-hmm. and everything has an associated time cost. So, like the games, like the game isn't terribly long because the the actual timing of the game is on rails like you can't just sit in one place and grind time will continue to pass so right, yeah 
when you can't even farm like you can't even pick ingredients in an area infinitely because there's a set number of right a monsters and spawn points right so you have to trans you have to go to the next area which then takes time like you're saying yeah Um, yeah everything takes time so it's it's constantly moving you forward towards an ending which i actually appreciate because it gets you through the game faster and forces you to think about like optimizing what you're using your time on i think i will prefer the if i end up playing i'm so i'm, I'm planning i'm playing because you, you you gave me all three of them just casually here's 150 hours of rpgs yeah um you know and so i'm planning for whenever playing. man i didn't mean i didn't intend for you to have to play them all in like a month oh i know i mean it's even if even if you did that's kind of too bad yeah. <laughs> um, i'm gonna need them back by august tom yes yes for sure I will. I will be sure to play through all of them and yeah. Dark Souls and Demon Souls. <laughs> I forgot you even took those. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, 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 was, <laughs> I put Dark Souls or I put Demon Souls in my PS3 again. I booted up and I was like, yeah, I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> I, I, because I played it a long time ago and it got like I don't know. I played it for like 10, 15 hours or something like that. And I was like, you know, I just don't like this, but. I really want to try it again because I was sort of playing it just to get through it before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas now I want to actually play it and maybe look up or like understand how the mechanics work rather than just yes. trying to follow a, like, because I was looking at some kind of guide and it was just saying, go here, go here, go here. And I was like, this right, is right, fun right. and yeah, I don't no. understand what I'm doing. The, um, that though, the Souls games are impossible to enjoy if you don't do at least a little bit of looking up to understand how the mechanics work, the game yeah. itself obscures them badly. Yeah. Well, and, and Kyle, Kyle's been trying to get me to play it. He's like, you have it right there. They're great games. You have to play it. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna. And then I ended up selling it and he was like, dude, <laughs> he's like, come on. So now when, when I saw him at your place, I was like, yeah, all right. All right. I, I will. I will I will attempt to give these another shot. <laughs> Please don't sell them again. Yeah, I will I'll do my best not to sell, sell your copies of the games. <laughs> I just like you imagine like you're just the person who's trying to take like you're just trying to take like all of the all of the copies of of Dark Souls like just out of circulation. You just borrow them from all of your friends and then just get rid of them. <laughs> bury them in the et in the et graveyard (laughs) that would that would be the plot of like a really dumb uh web comic i feel like where some some rich person hates a game and then they 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 buy every single copy of that game just to bury it yeah there's precedent for this there was that uh there was that one wu-tang clan album that martin shrekley the the pharma bro paid like a million dollars for and then just destroyed it <laughs> did he actually destroy it? Yeah, I think he did. I think he I think he destroyed it. It was the well, it's, it was essentially an NFT, but before sure. that was a thing that existed. Right. Only in this case it was actual ownership and not just weird digital implied ownership that doesn't that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, I mean I don't It was like NFTs. It was like the Wu-Tang Clan made an album and we're like we're selling one copy of this album and you can do whatever you want with it. And I do remember before hearing about he went that. to jail. I was gonna say, didn't he go to jail because he th- he wanted someone to pull Hillary Clinton's hair? Is that what it was? I and don't some know. other weird stuff. I thought it was some kind of fraud. Fraud too. Yeah, there's no way it was just inciting violence and then fraud. No, rich people don't go to jail for inciting violence. They pay they pay their way out of that. 
Yeah, true. But yeah. when rich people defraud other rich people, oh yeah, you can't do that. That's 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 what we had talked then, about. With, uh... Then they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. The only the only way you ever get in trouble, you can't you can rip off regular people. That's fine. Yeah. Don't, don't you don't you dare rip off a banker or another rich person. Yeah, it was. I think he went to jail for some kind of fraud. But before he did that, when he was sitting on his uh, on his mega profits from making insulin like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Mile okay. That's what I thought. Was. That's what I thought it was. Was the guy that did that? Okay. Yeah. I don't think it was insulin. I don't. It was a diabetes treatment or it was. Like it was no, no, It was. It was. It was something. It was a unique. Uh, it was a. It was a relatively unique disease, I believe. Yeah. Like it wasn't as. It wasn't as big as. Yeah, it was it was some insulin, but it's something that you had to have. And he if you basically didn't have it, you like owned the rights to this uh to this treatment for this disease and just like overnight increased the price of it from like ten dollars to like seven hundred dollars and made a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason insane. other than just like he wanted money and people will die if they don't have it, so they have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, getting back on track. Dude was the one who bought the uh, the Wu Tang Clan album and then just destroyed and it, broke it. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, that's good. Good dude. So that's anyway what that reminded me of the uh, the whole idea of like taking every copy of Dark Souls, just like burning it in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't started. You haven't started Demon Souls yet. No, no, and I haven't, I haven't, I decided to be clear, to... everybody. Um, this is my old PS3 copy of Demon Souls, not the PS5 remake. Neither oh, of yeah, us have true. PS5s because no one has PS5s. So, <laughs> to be fair, I did actually have like three of them pre-ordered when they came out, and then I was like, yeah, I don't really want this, and canceled them all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, in fact, I had so many pre-ordered at various different places. That my friends were like, "Hey, would you buy this for me if I can't get it, and then I'll pay for it?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." Mm. Um, and then, then when they didn't need it anymore, I was like, "Well, I'm not going to sell these to other people because that's rude." <laughs> so instead, I will just cancel them and hope that someone gets it and not a uh, not a robot. Well, I mean, if you are buying them to sell them at cost oh, no, 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 for no, no, people no, no. who can't I, otherwise I, I get them, I meant make them. a profit because all of my friends had. Like yeah. they had theirs, the, like the six, like the four people that wanted one, they ended up getting their own pre order. Mm. Um, so I meant I wasn't going to keep it and then resell it, right? Just right, for right. money. That seems, yeah, you know, it's not for me. I've done it with. Um, I I scalped once with uh, Pax tickets. Okay. Okay. Like a long time ago, um, and it wasn't really on purpose. Uh, the first Pax that Jesse and I went to was in 2011 in Boston. Yeah. And uh, we bought four tickets because we thought we might want to take friends, and then we didn't buy, we didn't find friends to go with, so we only needed the two. Sure. So we sold the other ones, and we sold them for, like, twice what we paid for them. And then, like, the dollar sign sort of popped up in the eyes, and we were like, oh, we should do this every year, even if we're not going. <laughs> and then, you know... Years later, I was like, that's scalping and it's bad for people and you shouldn't do it. Yeah. It's, but it's, like, I'm guilty of doing it in the past. I am sure everybody has done that with something. Not everybody, but the, a, a large number of people have probably done that if they, uh, if the opportunity arose. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, so for instance, when, when the Animal Crossing, do you remember there was the, 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 the 3DS had an Animal Crossing update for New Leaf and they mm -hmm. released a bunch of Amiibo cards. They, they were like special cards that gave you... They weren't actually Amiibos because it was before Amiibos. But right, they were right. 
um, there were these cards, or were they before Mebos? No, I don't know if it was before Mebos or not. Maybe it was after the first Mebos came out. I think it was. But anyways, there were the cards that gave you stuff like for your camper or whatever. Like you could buy things and they actually gave you items in the game, right? Okay. But they came out as packs of playing cards. So Lachise and I went around and bought every... Yeah, it must have been after Amiibos came out. But anyways, Lachise and I went Makes around sense. and bought all of the packs that we could find. The, the 3DS to... and the Wii U overlapped quite a bit, so it makes yeah. sense that they'd be in the same time frame. Uh, so, we, so we bought all these packs, we opened them all up, and we actually ended up getting... The very last pack we opened had the one card we were missing, which was really neat. But then we had a ton of these extra cards lying around sure like well let's let's sell them on ebay so we sold them on ebay for mostly a reasonable price like we didn't go crazy but we we basically recouped our costs almost entirely from the cards. so in a way that's kind of like scalping but there's nothing we could do about it because they're all playing cards right like right i suppose i could sell them at a loss or maybe trying to break even right but then it's like well that's silly because it is a lot of time to pack everything up and ship it out and all that sort of stuff so that's one of those weird things where it's kind of bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's kind well, of scalping but at the same time the way that it's yeah. the way that they're packaged makes it impossible to do it any other way unless you're happy just basically wasting the extra money yeah and the yeah. cards are just sitting there and this way someone did get to use them they just had to pay a little bit extra because they're buying that individual card sure and you you pay you pay the extra for removing the element of chance yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's it's kind of it's interesting like so Pokemon cards are I don't know if it's still a thing but like Pokemon cards are apparently like impossible to find again. Yeah, that's what I heard is that they're they're super the they they sell out like all the time. Yeah, they're like, selling out from everywhere now. I guess it's Logan Paul's fault. Who's this? Of course it is. Logan Paul. I feel like I should know the name. Logan Paul is the dude who uh was went to who got banned from japan because he went to the suicide forest and was like oh. y'all want to see a dead body yeah okay i remember hearing about that yeah he, he's 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 a really high uh profile youtuber who just causes trouble everywhere he goes and i think okay. he recently fought floyd mayweather the boxer yeah <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like did he just get obliterated i mean I don't know. Apparently, it was a terrible fight because neither of them took it seriously. <laughs> Big shock. <laughs> is it? Is it that dude? Like a? Didn't he win like championships and stuff? He isn't. He is undefeated as a professional boxer at like fifty and zero or something like that. <laughs> yeah, which is so. That dude is like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like realistically, if he had fought, he's retired now, but he's only like in his late forties. Yeah, but still, if he had I actually he taken hit... the fight seriously against some <laughs> against some YouTube some, kid, some he could bro. have actually murdered him. I'm going to guess it's one of those punches where it'd be like like an anime punch where he hits him like you know he does a punch and the dude just is airborne. <laughs> yeah, like if he was taking it seriously, like the face contorts and his and his neck snaps all the way around. Yeah, it's, it's like the. Do you remember the fight night? I think it was three. Where it was the PS, like it was the early PS3 boxing game where they had hmm. it, and it was like uh, an FMV introduction where it was super serious, and they showed the puncher like hitting the dude's face in slow motion and everything. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It'd be like that, except instead of him just falling over, his head just spins around completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone expected it to just be this big, you know. It, everyone kind of expected it to be this big knockout spectacle. 
and they made a ton of money off of it. And then I think it was just basically like 10 rounds or whatever of them hugging each other. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, yeah, whatever. I'm getting a lot of money for this. I don't care. Yeah, there's no reason for anyone to get hurt. This is not a this is not a real sporting event. We've already made the money. Yeah, I feel like that's actually true. With what's everyone going to do? Not come out to our next fight. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, I guess Logan Paul did a big like uh, Pokemon card unboxing thing where he spent like a hundred thousand dollars on Pokemon cards and then just unwrapped all of them and made that a whole big live stream thing or something like that. And that just like spawned a trend of copycats where everyone just decided to buy like an obscene amount of Pokemon cards and open it (laughs) because that's just a thing to do now. So now no one can find them. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. So I sitting on my old Pokemon card collection from like 1996, 90, 98, 99, 99, 99. I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first Pokemon actually came out in 98 or 97 or something like that. I don't know. I just know Pokemon cards came out when I was at, uh, the cards came out when I w- when I transferred from my I went to Montessori school and then I went to like a public school mm-hmm. in seventh grade. And I know they came out around then because all of them yep. got stolen. So it probably came out a little bit before that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had I definitely had some in sixth grade. So that would have been sixth grade would have been I would have been 12. So, yeah, 98, 98, Pokemon 99. Cards. So, yeah. So from around then, well, I, I still have my 95. big I still have what? my big binder of all my Pokemon cards from uh from back then and i was like you know pokemon cards are pretty hot right now and it's just kind of sitting in my closet i wonder if i could like pull a grand off of my old pokemon card collection if i probably just sold could. it if you have a charizard like a first generation charizard, i, I don't okay yeah that's kind of the problem i don't actually have anything i don't have anything like first generation or first edition or anything i don't have anything that's like super super valuable well if you have pokemon cards from 98 i think that's first generation there's there's a specific marker well yeah that's on what the I'm card is that... that says like like first edition yeah first yeah. generation yes first edition like actual first run first print i well, don't have reprinted. i don't have like any of those yeah they because they reprinted the sets later right right and i um, i got into it like not I, I got into it way later ah okay yeah so that like was probably after the reprinting they after they'd the already done generation. a couple of runs okay so i I had a decent number of, of cards, but then whoever stole them, they actually had enough time to just look through the binder and take the shiny Just ones. take the ones they wanted? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't used to that because the Montessori school was real chill. Like, it was like, <clears throat> sure, bring your stuff, share it. Everything's fine. So I was like, oh, neat. So I thought that's just what school was like. <laughs> I was very wrong. Um, but I ended up getting a, a, a decent number back. Not, not from the people, just because like that Christmas, my mom bought me Pokemon cards and stuff. So I got like a, a, a hand, a lot of, a lot of the ones that were taken like back. So I have a decent collection, but I don't have, you know, a Charizard or a, right, right. a Venusaur or whatever. I don't know what the rare ones are. I think I have a one Blastoise, which might be worth something. Yeah. I feel like I have some, I, I feel like I have a few that would be worth like a couple of dollars. I bet you, you could make, I mean, I, I'm going to guess you would make an easy, you know, 400 bucks probably still probably because <laughs> i do have a bunch of foil cards it's yeah, just that's what that I they're mean. like none of them are like the super rare ones that go for like a thousand dollars individually <laughs> right Jesus and Christ. and also like yeah so scalpers are selling 
like packs of Pokemon cards for like ridiculous prices because you can't get them anywhere. And it's and it's Mm. crazy. But like selling my collection of already opened cards, like the rush right now is to get packs because people are trying to open them on stream. They don't like they don't want the cards for the cards. They want the packs for the loot box opening experience. Mm, so okay. like i'm not sure that my collection would even necessarily be worth it to anybody the only like the only individual cards that are that are really going for a lot of money right now are like the charizards and the you know the super high value rare ones that people are trying to get in the packs so okay, that makes sense so i mean yeah i'll just hold on to it i like my cards it's nice to have them yeah, kind it's, of the it's same those... thing we were talking about with the game collection. Like, I was just yeah. about to say it's sort of because I was thinking about selling a, a handful of the the super rare PS2 RPGs that I have that are like you know somewhere between two hundred and five hundred dollars each. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, God, should I sell this? Like this 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 game I bought for fifteen dollars uh, at I remember it was one of the oh god, what's the it's one of the uh, Shin Megami Tensei games that came with like a stuffed animal, like a white, oh. and it came with a. Oh, that's not Digital Is, Devil Summoner. It's uh, there. There's Devil Summoner. There's div- there's Digital Devil Saga. Uh, Nocturne. What? Is it Devil Summoner, not Devil Digital Devil Saga? D- Digital Devil Saga and Devil Summoner are both games. Okay, maybe it is Devil Summoner then. Like they are, they are different games. Devil. And I think there's a I think there's a DDS2 as well. I believe it might be this then. I think it might be this. The di- yeah, okay, it's Devil Devil Summoner. Okay. It's one of those ones. It came packaged with a stuffed animal, I don't know. But I have the the game and the stuffed animal and the box and everything and it's like, yeah, this is like $400 or whatever. It's like, what the fuck? How? Really? I bought it for $10. Like <laughs> just the full like just for the game or for the full like collector's edition and everything. I think you need to have the stuffed animal. Okay, and of course, it's just sense. what one sold for. It doesn't mean you'll get that much. You might only of get course. 200. But yeah. only no, only 200 is sort of like one of those, oh, well, I'm probably not playing it anyways. Uh so it was it was, it was I actually played of... a little bit of it. It's fun, but it also just makes me realize that like literally almost every Shin Megami Tensei game is they they have like a zillion spin-offs, but they're all basically the same game at yes. their at their core. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what I learned cuz I I which yeah. to, to be fair, that game is very good. Like, oh, no, no, it's it's not about the, being good the, or bad. The basis, it's just... the basis that they build all this off of is really, really good. Yes, but I like, I, I like I do enjoy them. I just only need to play it once in a while. Yeah, I don't need I, like 15 of them. Yeah, I agree. So like the actual SMT series is the is like the true like standard RPG dungeon crawler. And then like Devil Summoner was more of like a was more of like a solo action game. With some yes. elements, uh, they have they have Devil Survivor, which came out on the 3DS, and that's like a uh, actually a on the DS. Base. That's sort of like a like a, a grid based strategy yep. Yep. type of deal. And then you've got Persona, which is your dungeon crawler, I mean, but also like the social now. sim. Persona is the game for them. Yeah, well, it is now. It just became the most popular because it's got the because it's got these whole like social like the whole social social sim aspect to it and people really attached to like getting to know the characters and stuff yeah because it's awesome it's really good i like it <laughs> um and then like god what else 
Um, I don't actually know what Digital Devil Saga is, but I assume it's just, you know, also like basically the same type of game, but different. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I don't I played I played it for a couple hours. I don't remember much about it, to be honest. The the Digital Devil Saga, I just I don't remember. I feel like it was more of a standard RPG. Like, I don't remember it doing much with demons and i don't remember it must have done something i really i don't you know i have no clue we'd have to i'd have to i'd have to look it up i mean i don't think it's a you know at the, at the rate we're going there will probably be a remake and then we'll just find out in the meantime i don't think it's a huge priority like i we don't need to know it's fine no that's true there's more than enough in it's, <laughs> i have like how many atelier games to play if i want to catch up to you and jesse <laughs> um technically six and a half <laughs> oh because you haven't played all the new ones on ps4 right ah okay okay technically you have four to play to catch up to me okay <laughs> which did you i, do I the, played uh... the three that you have and then the one that's the first one in the next trilogy gotcha so yeah they're i mean they're fun games and they're like i really appreciate that they're just kind of like fun low stakes it's the closest I think I've gotten to like an RPG that feels truly like slice of lifey. Yes, that's what I was going to say is that it's actually a slice of life RPG for real. Look, that there, isn't there is... to say that conflict is not introduced, but it never feels like it's the driving factor. Sure. It just kind of feels like you're, you know, you're just doing stuff. Yeah, it's you're just running your shop and you're and you're making stuff for people and solving everyday problems and. Well, and you know what's that's what's funny is that I actually love like a slice of life anime or manga or whatever, which is why I was excited to play the that Muvlove game because the first one is supposedly trashy because it is just slice of life, but it's the absolute worst kind. Yeah, and that's why I was like, eh, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, I actually think the writing in in uh, Rorona is actually really fun too. Mm -hmm. The uh, I've I've enjoyed it so far. The the character like it's very 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 anime, but like the the characterization and everything is is actually a ton of fun, like getting to know everybody. And the cool thing is like, this has a sort of, <laughs> okay, here's the episode of the podcast where, where Dean compares the Atelier series to Mass Effect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. Sure. But because it's a trilogy, um, each game sort of picks up from where the last one leaves off. So the characters that you're meeting now, you get to meet like so there's time passing in the game right now, right? Yeah. So the next game is going to take place after the time in the current game has passed. So time passes for everyone in the game. And so you get to meet them again through the lens of a different character and see what they're doing, you know, five, six, seven years after after what they're doing in the game that you're playing now. And then you oh, get to cool. do that again. So you actually like you actually get like a consistent cast of characters that you follow through like 10, 15 years of time and see yeah. like kind of how they develop and how they change. And that's actually really nice. I'm 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 honestly excited to to play more of it. Uh, I'm glad we, I, I, I was I wasn't sure if it was going to like click for you, but I'm glad that you're having a good time with it so far. I mean, if this game had fishing, it'd be perfect. Doesn't it? <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> it might like it may not be fishing per se, but I'm pretty sure there's like 
I'm pretty sure there's water gathering points where you can get fish. Oh no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. If, like not, I probably not a fishing mini game. If if there was if there was some kind of farming or fishing mini game in this, it'd be it'd be like the perfect slice of life anime <laughs> video game. <laughs> there are there are mechanics that are similar but not the same to farming and fishing. Yeah, yeah. I, Eventually, I, I, okay. That's, that's all I'll say. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying playing this one. I noticed, so I I looked looked at the the different games on um like a trophy website. Oh yeah. And I was confused for a minute because like 38 games. What? And then I realized <laughs> it was just. <laughs> but, but then I realized it's because each game has like two iterations it has the like the 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 regular version yep then there's a plus version yep. then there's a ps4 a ps4 version yep. which is the exact same as the plus version just on ps4 yep and a switch and, version yeah and well and then there's like a japanese version as well yep. of, mm-hmm. of those so i was like oh okay okay so there's not actually that many games there's only only like you know 12 unique games <laughs> uh in in on, that have trophies i'm saying not, not okay across. yes Yes, or okay, maybe yes. thirteen or something like that. I don't know yep. because I know there was there was there was. I remember there being. I remember seeing ads for the ones on PS2, and I think mm-hmm. there was a PSP or DS yes. or something. You said. Uh, I think the first one came out on like Game Boy Color. Ah, okay. But I think Iris for the PS2 is yes. maybe the first one we got in the US. That's that's kind of, I, I remember seeing ads for it and I, I want to say it was either on the cover of a magazine or it was mm-hmm. like one of the main there's no way it was on the cover but it was one of the main features of one of the uh, a magazine at some point because I remember reading about it and wanting to play it so um yeah I I think I, I don't quote me on that because I don't know for sure but like I think that Atelier Iris for the PS2 is the first one that we got in the West but I think that I think Iris is like the tenth one in the series, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's a massive series. They are they like Gust is ridiculously prolific in in pumping these things out just over and over and over. Like <laughs> that, like the PS2 era was long because it was a huge it was a huge um it was a huge console that had a long lifespan. But the uh, like. RPGs generally take a long time to make, right? Like how many, how many, how many Final Fantasy games are on PS2? On PS2, three, right? Technically four, because ten two or eleven. Eleven. Oh yeah, eleven was on PS2. You're right. I don't ever, I don't count the MMOs as like Final Fantasy games in terms of their, in terms of because aren't they like different teams of people and everything? I mean, I assume so, but like, you know, also, I'm just, eleven was just throwing it out there. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, so Iris has three games. There's Atelier Iris 1, 2, and 3. But then there's Monokemia 1 and 2, which are spinoff games. And then I think there's like one other. Okay, I'm looking at Wiki. The Wiki, and on PS2, there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Eight games on the PS2. Yeah, that, that's about, yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, the PS3 had a, close to that many as well. Oh, that doesn't include the spinoff games. Are there spinoff games on the PS2? Oh, yeah. yeah Does that was. not there's include the spinoff game. games? Because, so, yeah, no, Monokemia are spinoff games. So there's nine. Yeah. No, okay. Monokemia is a technically considered one of, is is like, since there's two of them, it's considered part of the main line. Oh, is it really? I guess. I don't know. This is just, I'm, I'm, I'm. 
I'm, why not? Right? Like, I, I really don't know, but that's just what Wikipedia it has it listed under games, not spinoffs. Um, yeah, fair, fair. So yeah, there's like nine or ten or something on the PS2. The point is, Gust makes a shit ton of games, and there are a lot of these games. There's so many games. Well, that's the thing is, I was actually worried that they, it was going to be bad because they make because there was a lot, right? Because sometimes that could mean that they just it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be terrible. Um, but no, it's I I really like the first one so far. I mean, I I don't know how I'll feel what after you... like thirty hours, but I I this is this is this is a thing that I I would enjoy. What you will find is that the games are all good, but they are all the same good. Sure. Yeah, it's they're not like, like great, like like oh my god, this is this is changed the way you think about RPGs or whatever. Right, right, right. It is like it. It's Yakuza. Mm-hmm. That's what I was gonna say. It's Yakuza where like they have a formula that works and they just never change it. Mm-hmm. Except, well, I say that, but like the. You can't say that anymore, actually. Verona is actually a major change to the formula. Compared to the previous ones? The, the Iris games are just like straight, just epic fantasy RPGs with random battles. Yeah. And Verona... Yeah, that's way different. Verona is, is, was the game that sort of like... Uh, that sort of like recast it into this like, hey, just run the shop and do slice of life stuff. Uh, do slice of life stuff. And that's okay. when it started actually like getting a bit of a, a foothold in the West. And that's then uh, and then it's it's enjoyed sort of like a, a small cult following for a while. And then Ryza came out and Ryza had like big juicy thighs. So now everyone's into it. That's what I, OK. <laughs> that's that's what I, I didn't. I, I had forgotten about Atelier for the most part. And then on Twitter that the dude that tweets all the deals mm-hmm. now that he has a million followers, he can sell out Christmas ornaments. Um but he was tweeting something about that game. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about these games. And I looked at all the comments. I was like, oh, wow, the Internet's the Internet's crazy. <laughs> the Internet's doing Internet things. <laughs> I mean, that's that's literally what happened is like literally what happened is <clears throat> Ryza came out and Ryza had thick thighs. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, everyone has to go buy this game now. And I was <laughs> like, all right fine i'm you know whatever gets the whatever gets the games to come off the shelves because people need to know about the series it's fun it's good yeah like it's it's good for people to know about this but like really (laughs) really also if that's what you want i feel like there's a much easier end game there it's just just google (laughs) i mean yeah but there's it's a di- it's it's different when it's presented to you in a in a non-lewd content and then you take it there yourself. Oh, okay. I suppose. It's uh, it's 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 about you having the control to loot it yourself. Ah. Probably. I don't know. It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you got to throw that probably in there, you know. <laughs> or I... so I've heard. <laughs> So, so, um, do you want to talk about murders? <laughs> I was about to say let's 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 talk about the the title. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about let's talk about murders. Let's <laughs> let's talk about our sponsor, which definitely probably hasn't murdered anyone. Well, God, I hope not. I mean, I I can't say anything with certainty, but I'm gonna assume that uh, that anchor is 
is murder free or they're at least really great at covering it up murder free <laughs> but uh hey before we get into it um let let's just front let's just throw this out front and we'll say it on the other side of the break as well big spoilers we're going to talk about the story if you that's uh, all there is to talk about yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we can't, there's no game to talk about if we're not talking about what happens in the story. So, like, if you want to not know what happens in either of the Famicom Detective Club uh, stories for the Nintendo Switch, um, you could probably stop listening because I, I would we're going to go suggest, full spoilers. I, I would, if you have any interest in playing them, listen to the ad because then we get like a penny. And then turn off the the podcast. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. So yeah, we'll 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 be back in a minute. So big spoiler warning. Here's an ad. Okay, still spoilers. Still spoilers for Famicom Detective Club: The Girl Who Stands Behind, and I think probably to a lesser extent, Famicom Detective Club: The Missing Heir, because I didn't play that, but you did, and I know the stories connect, so you'll probably talk about it. I I'm the I won't have any spoilers to say. I just think and i'll just say it right in the beginning i think it's a a more interesting game oh you think the missing air is more interesting yeah and i mean we might as well just start right in with it it's just that the 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 story of the girl who stands behind is kind of like eh, once you get to the end yeah like it's just kind of eh. like it's not bad but it didn't so i feel all right so let, let's let these are visual novels and they're sort of Phoenix Wright e visual novels where it's all about investigating a crime scene and, you know, talking to people, gathering clues, trying to figure out who did big murders. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and that's really what the game is. It's all it's dialogue prompts. It's reading. It's um, unlike Phoenix Wright or like a Danganronpa or, or any sort of game like that. There is no real fail state. They are no. they are true visual novels in the truest sense, and you just keep pressing the options until you get the right outcome. And most of the yeah. time, that's what you have to do because what you're supposed to do doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah the the entire the entire game is basically just choosing every option available to you until the plot advances. Yeah, and and we should say we're playing it on the Switch because yes. it's got the pretty graphics. But my understanding is that it's a faithful recreation in terms of story. Like, yes, and I, okay. I have to say both games pretty awesome for like you know the 80s yeah i think that's <laughs> I what i very... think that's the lens you have to put it through so like these are both games that came out on the famicom in the in the late 80s hence the name hence the name um and so they are they are straight up nes or i mean technically the famicom is not the nes but it basically is it's fine we can be dumb gaijins yeah <laughs> it is it is a visual novel from that era. And in that sense, like a story written. It's so awesome. <laughs> a story <laughs> written with this level of care and detail for that era is really impressive. Unfortunately, we're playing it in 2021 and it's kind of old hat now. Yeah, it's, it's old hat. And there's some parts that you're sort of like, well, <laughs> how? okay. <laughs> I, there's, just... yeah. So. This game suffers from the same thing that just about every like detective mystery story suffers from, which is the game thinks it's being clever, hiding something in the background that you're not supposed to notice until later. 
until the yeah. game says it's time for you to notice. But you yes. notice it immediately and you're like, what is that? That's important. That's really important. Why won't you let me click on that? That's really important. And then in chapter eight, it's like, by the way, this was important. Ha! you didn't notice. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you. Or, we or could how have about skip the last three chapters if you just let me look at this or or one of the my favorite was when we were we were all playing it together and we mm-hmm. we were introduced to the principal and we were like yeah he's the bad guy yep <laughs> which we well, were half right yes i was about to say we we were we were right we weren't wrong but we there was more to we it. were not right in the way we thought we were not fully anyways because right. he still did the bad stuff <laughs> Not the big bad stuff, just the cover up for the bad stuff for someone else that did the bad stuff. I, f- I feel like that's accessory, which you can get the same amount it of time. It absolutely for. is accessory. So you're still pretty. You're still pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, he's absolutely still a criminal. Like one hundred percent, one hundred percent still culpable. Just you know, not as bad. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's. How do you feel about like the the difference in culpability between like actually actually bringing the knife down yourself versus like helping the guy who brought the knife down bury the body? Because that's pretty much the difference. I feel like in that instance, it's so the morality behind who 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 does the murder, Mm-hmm. Like the, if you actually have the ability to do that, it just makes you a different type of person. Like you have a, you have an await, you have something in you that allows that to happen. Right. But not reporting it or not like not uh, condemning it makes you just as bad in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's, it's not like you get off the hook because you didn't actually do it. Right. Well, and At he least, didn't. Well, no, no. I mean, he, well, <laughs> he didn't let himself off the hook. He he totally japanned himself. <laughs> he very japanned himself. <laughs> With God. <laughs> All right, we should back up a little bit. Um, so the the basic story here is you got a murder mystery. This girl washes up in the river, um, and you can't find her 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 handprints on her neck. It took us way too long. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first big puzzle, if you can call it that in the game, is like, like is like examine the body. And her hair is covering her neck because it's all wet and like and like matted down to her body. So you have to like point out specifically where her hair is on her neck to reveal the neck where there are clear strangulation marks. Yeah. Like like legit just handprints. <laughs> So it's like, oh, yeah, okay, found the murder, found the, like, here's what she died from, did it, done, thanks. But that <laughs> well, took like a half hour. Because we checked I, everything else. We were like, is, does she have, does her dress have pockets? Oh, it does have pockets. It says there's nothing in the pockets. <laughs> so we're like, we're checking everything. We're even getting down to like, hey, that boob looks bigger than the other boob. Is there something in her shirt? Is it just the angle? Just check that. That's it legitimately it's kind of took, inappropriate. I hope it's not that, but like it actually took ten minutes because yeah. we we were searching everything. Yeah, and then because we had thought we had checked the hair, like we thought we had checked the neck, but we didn't. You check checked the hair, the hair on top of her head. Well, and we checked the neck on the other side or something. Yeah, it was a very it was very specific sure. spot. I don't remember there being anything else in the game where you had to check something that nothing like that obtuse. Nope. 
or that like that specific or that well, deliberate. Usually the magnifying glass popped up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, which it didn't for that. Yeah. It was weird. That was like it's like the first like real puzzle or real like it's the first thing you actually do. It's the first actual gameplay. Yeah. And it's and it's like the most confusing and unclear thing you have to do the whole game. So that was weird. Um, after that, it was basically just like run through all the dialogue, run through some of the dialogue multiple times. And it's, you know, it is the plot line unfolds along one of those paths where it's like you already know where it's going. You already know what the like the game foreshadows the hell out of itself when, to the point where you don't think it's going to be that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it goes in a certain direction so hard that you're just like that. You already know, like, that's obviously not it. But like, well, but then the- you have to follow the thread to its logical conclusion because the game's story says that you have to. Yeah. And 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 it had it had a character. So they did the same thing in the in the missing uh, the the missing air, mm-hmm. where they have a character in the beginning of the game, and then he just disappears for most of it, and he's kind of there a little bit. And once 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 we got out of Kamarotra, I was like, oh wait a minute, what about that dude Hibino? He's definitely going to be a bad guy because why why else would they have even had him in the game? Yeah. Um. I will be like, honest. It took me a little bit by surprise because he seemed like. Well, that, I've actually, that's what I was going to say is that I was like, oh, he's a bad guy. But then like, oh, maybe not. Maybe he really just was in a bad spot. Like maybe yeah, well, he has like, something else. And then I was like, oh, no, he's fucking crazy. They initially <laughs> cast him as like just really broken up about one of his students dying, which like, sure. But then he's like really broken up about one of his students dying, like way worse than anyone else. And it's like. I started to go in the direction of like, oh, God, no. Was there like some sort of like weird illicit yes. relationship or something? That's where I was between the too. two of them. I really hope it's not that. And in a weird way, I'm almost glad that it was instead just that he killed her. Yeah, because I thought they were going to. So I kept thinking that the story was going to be really grandiose and the girl was going to be alive, but she was like being kept prisoner in the school. I also as, like, thought that. some weird like sex slave or something insane. Um. And then I was like, man, there's no way they're doing this in a Famicom game. It's going to be something. That's true. Something that else. is true. But that's where I thought they were going with it at first. Like, holy shit, this is nuts. And then, then, oh, no, it's going to just be some Deus Ex Machina thing where, yeah, this makes this is impossible, but fine. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> why is she possessed? She's not. That's OK. Just get on. Like, I love the summary they at do, the end. They where s- the. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I love the summary at the end where the the the. The real detective that lets a 15-year-old solve a murder mystery for mm-hmm. no real reason. He He's summarizing everything. He's like, yeah, that didn't happen. It's fine. Let's get food. <laughs> yep. Don't worry about it. He's like, yeah, the that whole... doesn't, you're right. That doesn't make any sense. It's impossible to explain. I don't care. Do you want food? <laughs> the whole, the whole impetus of like, well, I took you in as a, as a runaway, as a 15-year-old looking for your parents. And I was like, yeah, you can crash here. Now you work for me. Now you've worked for me for three months, so you're ready to, you're now ready to investigate a murder case on your own. (laughs) You see, no, but you see, like, it took place at a school, so you're perfect for it. Because you can talk to the students, because adults can't talk to students. Because you're a child. You're a child, and that makes you perfect. The police are expecting big things from you. (laughs) 
so they, they did that in the missing air too where it's like you get to the you get to like a gruesome mur so this game didn't have as many fun gruesome murders and by fun i just mean like i, I that's a bad i maybe uh-huh uh-huh uh, no keep anyways, going but it was there, there was cool because the murder happened you're like oh neat then you get to investigate the the body and that's kind of like some of the fun of it right like that's kind of figuring out what happened and everything yada 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 but it was it was always comical because you'd get to the scene and the police would be like you can't be here you're a kid and they're like no I'm a detective like oh get over here <laughs> yep start looking at this dead body for us yep I I I found myself wondering quite a bit like is this just a weird detective story trope where like the private detective is on the scene and they have a really good reputation so the police are like yeah just let them do whatever they want it has to be because they kept talking about how they don't there's no child detective that only exists in manga and uh tv shows or whatever they but said. even like even not the child detective even the adult e even like the adult real detective like owner of the agency right? it would make sense that, that that that's just kind of like a th a joke about detective stories in japan yeah it just like, like where the police like hey thank god we don't have to deal with this <laughs> I, yeah i feel like that's not a thing like the police have detectives the idea that like actual for real police would just like allow a pi <laughs> on the scene control. to just no. like tamper with a crime scene <laughs> like are you freaking serious <laughs> and not just any crime scene not like not like burglary or whatever but like actual murder a, like a, a a federal crime of a, a young of a crime. young person <laughs> And yes, it's just like, it's, yeah, you're just going to let this, like, private dude who doesn't answer to anybody to just, like, come, come in and do what they want. Like, I feel like that's not how any of this works. But, you know, video game stories, it's fine. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say is that you, the, my, my gripes with the, with this story has nothing to do with the actual logic of <laughs> the detectiveness of it. No, no, it was, that's, that's a side thing. I just, it was something that I, I found myself wondering, like. Is there, like, maybe there is, like, a weird thing in Japan where, like, private detectives actually have a, like, actually have the ability to, like, check out, um, like, crime scenes and stuff? Because technically, yeah, judgment is about that, too. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's, maybe that's just the, it's either, it's either an actual part of the culture or it's, um. Or it's just for video games and it's detective just like stories. A, yeah, it's like a trope that's part of detective story so that everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Cuz I mean, Sherlock Holmes gets basically free reign from Scotland Yard to do whatever he wants to. So, it might just True. be a detective thing. That's a good point. It might just be that these stories can't happen if the detective actually has to follow the rules set by actual police. That's what I was going to say. I, but I, mean, I don't know. It's it, you know, it's Japan. So like, I know it doesn't work that way here, but maybe they're different. I don't know. It's just something I wondered about. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a clue. And it, it, it's actually neither here nor there because it's kind of just fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not something I expect an answer on. It's just, it was just an idle, an idle thought that I had while playing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. Like the issues that I have with the story are not. Uh, I, I should say that I generally enjoyed the experience. Yes, me too. We're, I, we're talking the... about, you know, we're talking about plot holes and things that don't make sense and old old game design that makes you just like exhaust dialogue multiple times just to advance the plot, which is tiresome, but generally the story was well told. The voice acting was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean the, the, the so the remake, like the remasters are awesome. Mm -hmm. I, even, even with, even with dumb, 
dumb ending aside to 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 the to the girl who stands behind the everything getting there was a lot of fun and the yeah. artwork's awesome the the music's good i love that you can switch between the famicom and the super famicom for the for the games well not super famicom for the the uh the, the music because it didn't exist but i like how you can switch the music for for the uh for the game between the, the three consoles that the girl who stands behind was on like that's 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 a fun touch yeah yeah definitely um did you actually happen to um did you actually happen to check out any of the original um like any footage of the original games no <laughs> i forgot <laughs> did you jesse and i watched like a few seconds of um we watched a few seconds of the the Super Famicom version. Yes. Which came out in apparently like 98. It did. It was. Yeah, it was remade then. It was. Yeah. Was it like, I don't know if it was like. I, I want to say it was on this. Uh, was it, it? Would it have been on the Satellaview? That's what I was thinking. That was one of those games, but I could be wrong. Just like open that up and just like skim through like. Just look at the art. Oh, it dang. actually looks fantastic. Whoa. Oh, it actually looks like the game we played. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I can see everything. What? Right? It looks really, really good. Also, apparently it was fan translated at some point. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, um, clearly because this is in English. I didn't even think about it. Oh, my God. It even looks the, the Majima man looks like Majima. <laughs> actually, it doesn't look like Majima, but he uh, the, the art is awesome. Holy crap. It's really, really good. And like everybody looks like you're just looking at everybody. It's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. The backgrounds look the same. Like. If this That's game cool. had re-released with this art, I would have been like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's I'm I'm kind of blown away because I saw some I saw a little bit of the NES stuff uh, at some point or the Famicom, excuse me. And that was I was like, that's cool. That that's that's pretty impressive for, you know famicom stuff but the, i did not see the the snes that's the super famicom that looks good yeah it's i was really really impressed and i have a suspicion okay um the i i watched probably the first 10 15 minutes like right up to the uh right up to the point where you meet uh, a yumi mm -hmm. for the first time um and I gotta say, I think that the translation, I don't know when this translation was finished, but this video of this came out in November of last year, which I believe is before they even announced that these games were coming out. Yeah, for sure. It was. Um, so this this uh, translation patch has existed for at least that long. Okay. It's really, really similar. Really? Really <laughs> similar. <laughs> to the uh to the translate to the way everything's worded and the translation of everything in the um in the remake yeah i really wonder if they got if they just like crypt the fan translation for the uh for the official <laughs> translation it could be or if they just grabbed the same it would be very unlike nintendo to like sort of endorse a fan translation project by just hiring the people who did it no, that like, they would never I, do. Because that, because that would be them admitting that, like, the, like sort of like low key endorsing people doing, you know, 
any sort of distribution don't you, don't you of dare their like our stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I doubt that, but I do wonder if whoever they officially got to do the translation used this uh, used this translation patch as a starting point and then just, you know, changed it up a little bit so it doesn't look like you copied. I could see that, yeah. Because it's really close. That's Re- funny. The dialogue like, is actually, the, I mean, not that I can read Japanese or anything, but it was, it felt like everything was pretty, like, I, there weren't those moments sometimes where you're playing a game and you're like, ooh, that feels weird. Or that doesn't seem right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the the translation of the game the game was good too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, everything read really naturally. The only mm-hmm. stuff that hit me as weird is stuff that was um, not like the word isn't anachronistic, but like the game set in the eighties. So mm-hmm. there is some there are some contrivances that oh sure there are some contrivances in the story that like oh this would not be a problem now. yeah well there's lots of that (laughs) yeah like this would this would not be a problem in 2021 because like access to communication is a lot easier oh yeah absolutely the the the, a lot of the issues that (laughs) i mean that's like sort of fun of watching old movies too sometimes where you're like holy crap this this entire plot is solved with a cell phone (laughs) yep no we were like you you came and visited and we watched commando and i've yeah. never seen commando before and there's an entire scene in commando that is about like a car chase where a guy <laughs> is trying to get away from arnold schwarzenegger so that he can make a phone call yeah, exactly <laughs> because he needs to let other people know that arnold's character is where is here and not where he's supposed to be <laughs> and it's like yeah okay so like he needs to go to a designated place so that he can make a phone call on a landline telephone instead (laughs) of just being able to like send a text message in two seconds and then that's that like (laughs) that is an 80s story like there i mean there's a similar thing in in this where there's a whole like several of the later chapters is like we really want to talk to the principal we 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 suspect the principal. We want to talk to him about some stuff. And it's like he's away on a business trip and is unreachable. It's unreachable, and it's a perfect alibi. Okay. Yeah, he like he's away on a business trip, so you there's no way to contact him at all. Cause like you don't have a cell phone, you don't have the phone number of the place where he's at. He's gonna be moving around. Like you just he's he may as well be gone. Mm-hmm. He's just missing. Turned out he was dead, but you know. We told well, you there little... would be spoilers. <laughs> it was a little bit later, but yes. Well, I think that was the whole thing, right? Like everyone kept saying he was away on a business trip, away on a business trip, and then you talk to the uh you talk to that yeah, one but teacher, you, uh but, you have a, but while he's on a business trip, you have like don't isn't that where you meet Hibiyama, Hibino, whatever his name is? I don't actually remember. Where you meet him in the the room like you you're, you have a conversation with him in the office and that's when his, he gets like he gets like psycho eyes and he's like i'm yeah. never talking to you again well yeah but like w- no what i'm what i'm saying is i think that like he's away on a business trip was like i don't think he ever actually went on the business trip i think he told everyone that he was going away on a business trip and then that's when he killed himself because there's a conversation that you have with hayama later where she's like, yeah, I called the place that he was supposed to have a reservation yes, with, and they yeah. said they didn't have a reservation. So he obviously never went there. 
So, like, I think the whole business trip thing was just, like, not ever a thing. I think he was just in his office oh, no. the whole yeah. time. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure you're in his office, though, in between those two conversations. Where you have a you have a conversation with the his son. No, I thought you talked to him in the art room. I don't. I didn't think it was in the principal's office. Because the Either principal's way. office was locked. Because I remember thinking, why are we in his office right now? That's that's the only reason why I have this memory. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. It's the same outcome either way. Because I, I, you're you're right. There was no real business. Um, there was no. There wasn't actually like a business trip. Yeah, the business trip was a was a cover story. Um, so let's see. I honestly like didn't expect the heel turn from Hibino. I like. I honestly did think that he was just like trying to cover for the principal mm-hmm. and that's why he got so mad but turned out they were just kind of in on some stuff <laughs> just a little bit of a little bit of murder and the only so part the actual was... the actual story is like so it's this is one of those murder stories that like where this murder is connected to an older murder you know like uh, there's a case that happened 15 years ago and they're connected in some way and you have to figure out like but that one was never really solved. So you have to figure out like what the connection is between the two. And then like, you know, basically figure out who the culprit was in both murders. And then there's new murders that crop up along the way and you have to, you know, work those in. And so it's one of those things where it's like multi, like there's multiple different layers and angles to work on at the same time. And it's, it's actually kind of fun. The what yeah. was silly is that they, they wanted to make it also have a, like a horror element, which I thought they were going to explain a little bit better than they did where the person that was killed 15 years ago is now haunting the school mm-hmm. and people end up getting possessed by this person and it turns them into like they get like they, they start to mimic their traits. But it turned out that was just some weird. Oh, no, it's actually an identical cousin or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's a you know, it's a red herring. Why? Basically. Why she got. Yeah. And that was sort of weird well and, and i didn't the... play the first one you played the first one and this is technically a prequel to that yeah but the um i remember going through and think like they're they basically start this whole thing out with ghost stories where it's like could she have been possessed by the spirit of this ghost girl from 15 years ago yeah and it's like obviously you're sitting there like no <laughs> no that's ridiculous obviously not but they keep playing that angle because like I having not played the first one, I'm thinking like, were there supernatural elements? Like, is that a thing? Because well, sometimes they, they tried supernatural to, elements. Well, they tried to have a little bit of it in the first one, but it was definitely not there. Like it was like 100 percent not there, but they explained it away better. Yeah. In this one, because I was half expecting this game to have like, you know, a Phoenix Wright solution to the problem where uh, uh, to use to use one of the better examples when it was like. Oh no! It was actually just a vacuum with a uh, uh, a a coat on it that was falling at just the right angle, and then yep. it looked like a person. Like I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be something silly like that, yeah. and that was going to be like the okay, that's dumb. But at least they tried. <laughs> well, and Phoenix Wright actually leans into its supernatural elements, where it's like, yeah, by yes. the way, we could just do spirit channeling and talk <laughs> right, to the yeah. dead because screw you, plot. Yeah, story. so because and that's that's fun. I I actually yeah I, no, I like it's that. fine. If you like, if you lean into it, if you if you just sort of like, if you just kind of 
if you allow that to be part of the story and you and you like write that in, you're like, yeah, this is part of this world. Just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Then fine. You just accept it. You you write that or what you you check that off of your uh, your suspension of disbelief and then you just kind of move on. That's totally fine. This yeah, one just kind of flirted with it. It's like maybe there is a ghost. Maybe there's haunting. Maybe there's a because the whole girl who stands behind thing is just like a is just like a school legend. It's like a it's like a school ghost story, which Japan loves. Yes. The whole like, you know, the haunted school building. And there's the here's the local legend that that of this school and the and the creepy, the creepy ghost story. Maybe it's real. It's not. (laughs) But yeah, you're right. They they just say like, yeah, no, that wasn't real. But, and then, like, there's... 15 years of people saying, like, oh, I, you know, I, I, there's people who, like, there's literally people who get injured. One of the, the lady teachers, uh, I think her name is Hayama. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Like, her student is like, yeah, she said she saw the girl who stands behind and she fell down the stairs. Right. It doesn't even make sense. And I had to take her to the hospital. It's like, so that was just nothing then. Well, or the whole part where apparently she wasn't hit on the head. She wasn't in the window. So then Hayama made it all up. Like what? Or or did she like, so they still try to ma- leave it open as a spooky ghost story ending. Yeah. But you're kind of like, huh? Yeah. They just like, I, it feels, it's true. I mean, you put it, you, you bring that up. It feels like they deliberately did not resolve it just to give you the feeling of like, oh, maybe, maybe really ghosts though. It's not <laughs> right. part of the facts of the case necessarily. But like maybe ghosts. Yo, did you um, get a kick out of um, like they're talking about like, hey, like what happened to Hibino? Because mm-hmm. obviously he was arrested for multiple murders. <laughs> yeah. Like at least three by my count. <laughs> and the detectives like he's doing much better. He doesn't have to hide anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like imagine imagine going to jail for three counts of murder, probably being put away for life. And everyone's like, he's much better now. He's He's in a much better place. (laughs) And not like, not like we're better off for like having, we're better off for having like, you taken him out of society so he can't kill again. Like, it's not like justice has been done. It's like, no, this is the best thing for him. He's, he's, he can be, he can be himself and he doesn't have to hide anymore. It's like, he's going to jail for life. And he deserves it. But like, let's not let's not frame this as like, no, he's you know, he's better off this way. It's the best thing for the boy. Yeah, he's he's, he's doing quite well now. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it was silly. I mean, the the, all, the the whole the whole crux of the the dead body being behind a mirror at the end of a hallway is also sort of like, <laughs> why is there a mirror? Why here? was the said. mirror at the end of the hallway? Why was there a floor to ceiling mirror? I'm like, it's like, it's like a 15 foot ceiling. And there's this giant ornate mirror there. That doesn't even make sense. Like it is by far the most conspicuous thing (laughs) in the entire game. And it is obviously hiding something. Yeah. Uh. Like, not just because it's there, but because of the way they feature it. Like they just, also. they just casually put a, they just casually put a scene in front of it. And it's like, why is there a giant mirror there? Why? Also, I, love, I love that at the end of the game, they, they somehow 
they somehow got trapped. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, it's a dead end. It's like, what do you mean it's a dead end? You go to this school. It's only, well, there's like, it's an L. <laughs> you know you have to take the stairs. Yeah. It's, I mean, okay. I will forgive that for two reasons. One, panic situation, you're just getting out. Right? You're just getting out and going in a direction. You're probably, like, not processing information as quickly as you would no. because panic. This is this is not an actual complaint of the story. It's more of just a complaint. Or it's more of just poking. It's like watching Commando and poking fun at it. It's not really a... Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I am just saying, like, I, I will... I'm all for... I am all for poking that fun. I forgive that because the kid himself doesn't actually go to the school. True, but the girl does. <laughs> Yeah, but she actually was behind him and was like, wait, not that way. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Fair. Fair. Like, I, I remember I remember seeing that, like, as they were leaving. He was like, he, like, grabbed her by the wrist and was like, come on, let's go. Let's go. We gotta go. We gotta run. We gotta run. Yeah. And she was like, wait, wait, hang on. Not that way. And then oh, he was like, oh, wait. You might be right. You're right. So she actually does say, like, that's the wrong way, but he doesn't know because he doesn't go to that school. <laughs> So, like, fine. I'm fine with that. Now, he had spent the better part of, like, two weeks in that school, so he should still know. Especially yeah, since, like... Mo- the last like, hour of the game is just... Especially if you don't follow a guide, you're mm-hmm. going back and forth between the rooms so much. Oh, my oh yeah. God. So... Because you watched... Yeah, I was going to say, can you... You watched, you watched some and played some. Yes. So, honestly... This was an experience where watching someone just like kind of critical path through the game. Yeah. Was actually way more fun than actually trying to figure it out. That's what I was going to say is that I think it would be better if you just know what to do. It was it was a significantly more enjoyable experience, especially because this was a particular type of playthrough um, where they actually went through and got all of the. They actually went through and got, like, all, or at least from what I could tell, most of the relevant, like, side dialogue. Like, oh, the, cool. the dialogue yeah, that doesn't... the little the, bonus stuff that doesn't actually pr- move the story forward, but it right. adds depth to the characters and yeah, exactly. all that stuff. Yeah. So they went through and, and got all that stuff, including even some of the dead-end things, where it's like, you bring this up, and they're like, who's that? I don't know what that is. Right? Sure. And the, uh... And... So you get to see a lot of that stuff, which is what you would generally miss if you're not playing through yourself. But you don't end up in any of those like long loops where you just have to go back and forth, not knowing that you have to, you know, do the same dialogue option three times in a row to get more of the story. And I I think that's one of the most frustrating things about the game is that you bring something up, right? Like your dialogue choices are like about this person or about that person or like what what do you know or what do you what did you see or what did like or you can like show them things to like prompt a response. Yep. And the thing is, if you get the right answer, if you ask about the right thing, they should just tell you what they know about the thing and then that should be exhausted. Yeah, instead of having but, to keep pressing the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, but this game has this weird thing where they just have the character tell, like, a third of the story, and then you have to prompt them with the same, like, so the the initial girl uh, victim's name is Yoko. So you ask them, like, about Yoko, and they'll tell you about Yoko, and then they just kind of trail off. 
Mm-hmm. And then you just have to say about Yoko again to prompt them to continue talking about it. And it's like, I think they're going for a they're going for a thing where, like, sometimes people will trail off, but they have more information. So it's like, keep the keep the conversation thread going in the direction that it's going and mm-hmm. don't change. Don't change, uh, you know, directions because they actually have more to talk about. So in that case, sure, I, I get what they're going for. But from a gameplay standpoint, like, ugh, <laughs> like, I don't yeah, want to have to ask about the same thing over and over because they just didn't tell the they just didn't give me all the information. It'd be different. If it was like you talk about this and then they kind of close themselves off and they don't want it, they don't want to tell you more. And then you have to prompt them with something else or get them talking about something different. And then that sort of like unlocks new information to I ask mean, about to go. Yeah, back literally to. Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Phoenix Wright like, does like, that all the time. And that's fine. But like this is literally just ask about the same thing over and over until the dialogue is exhausted. And yeah, it's. Watching it on YouTube basically makes you not have to do that. And it's a way better experience. I yeah. think I, I'm pretty sure that the it's I, I I had fun and I'm I'm happy to have played it and seen it and all that stuff. But I would have been OK just watching it. And I, like, in fact, I mostly did just watch it. Leticia actually did a lot of the grunt work. Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of finding stuff. So there were times where she was kind of doing something and I was just peeking at something else on my computer <laughs> right? right so it was right. almost like watching uh watching someone play it while also maybe doing something else if it didn't make if there was nothing to to, to uh that was progressing the story in that moment mm. so it's it's kind of the same idea where where the the getting to the next piece of dialogue is sometimes a little tedious yeah the dialogue once you get there is generally pretty good but like the process of getting there is like that's supposed to be the gameplay and that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be the fun thing but eh, it's really not very much fun like experiencing the story is fun trying to figure out the very specific and deliberate steps that the game wants you to go through to find it is not as much fun no and it's kind of what i was talking about before like with the the game sort of like So every visual novel, especially detective style ones like this, run into the same problem at some point, which is the game has a set sequence of flags and triggers that it wants you to hit in order to actually be able to move the plot along and move on to the next part of the story. And if you don't train, (laughs) we are being trained. (laughs) um (laughs) like your brain may laterally figure out what you're supposed to do in a different order than what the game specifically wants you to do and the game may insist that you follow a red herring that you've already figured out is not important yeah and you already want to go in a different direction because you already suspect something else but it's like but your characters insist upon this answer that you already know is wrong. So you have to pursue that instead of looking at the damn drawing on the windowsill. <laughs> that drawing in the background of the art room was like, that is that looks so much more detailed and clear than anything else in the whole game. <laughs> like it stands out so much from that background. 
It's obviously important. I want to look at it. I know that's important. I know it's important. And the game yeah, doesn't that... let it be important until like chapter eight. Well, that's that's when it's time to be important. OK, and then like you find it in chapter eight and it's like, oh, yeah, let me uh, let me hook you up with the uh, with the girl who drew that. She was a good friend of the person that you're of the person that you're investigating the murder of. Maybe she has information. No, it's like, oh, that wouldn't have been that would have been good to know like a week ago. Yeah, it's fine. And then it turns out she has all of the most important information. (laughs) Yeah. But you're so you're not allowed to investigate that until it's time to get answers. Yeah. And that's that's silly. It's it's basically just dated. Right. It's just absolutely. All in all, I'd say it's it's dated in a way that I forgive. Because that's yeah, that's just... what I was going to say. All in all, I I liked the experience. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I think they're priced a little high if you're buying the remakes. I um, think so, too. But, but I, I that's I just kind it. of how Nintendo do now. Yeah. Like, I'm not upset about it, but it, it would be better if they weren't that quite that expensive. Like, maybe maybe 20 bucks less and it'd be perfect. Sure. Um, and even then, maybe a little bit much, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so, I guess that's... That's really about all I have to say. Like, yeah, other than the fact that Sakamoto, I don't know if he was the director or the producer of these games, but, you know, this is just the year of the Metroid guy. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I think he was the writer, actually, or something. I want to say he was the the writer of these games. Interesting. And then 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 they're dropping Metroid Dread later. So who knows? Maybe maybe he he was like, hey, let's 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 make these let's make these a thing. Let's bring them to America or the world outside of Japan. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm ultimately glad that we got them. I didn't know these games existed before the uh Me either. I didn't the, know they were that's that's the, the coolest part for me is yeah. that they're uh they were something that I had no I had no knowledge of them as a piece of Nintendo history and it was fun to play them. Yeah. That's that's one of the best parts for Yeah, for I me. absolutely agree. I, I I do not regret my time spent with it at all. No. It's just like the issues that I have with it are the issues that I have with basically every visual novel type game that I also enjoy. <laughs> like they have problems, but ultimately like the stories they're telling, their stories they're telling are good. They're, yeah. they're a good time. They're fun. I liked it. I didn't play the, I didn't play the first one. I know you said the, the, uh, the missing air was more interesting. I, I happen I to remember like it better. You saying I don't that the missing people, air, think... like people, Sorry, go ahead. I remember you saying that like in the missing air, like people are dying like every chapter. Yeah, there was there was a different person dying. There was way more death. And in this like in this one, you go most of the game like there is the there is the murder you start with. And then there is a cold case that you pick up that's connected in some way. And then there's almost a murder because you suspect the janitor guy, despite him obviously not being the guy. Um, (laughs) And then and then he almost kills a Yumi. And himself, because he's like. Because he's like, I, I, I want you all to believe me that I'm not the murderer and to convince you that I'm not the murderer. I'm going to kill this girl because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, because that works. Um, and um, but then it's fine. You you talk him off the literal ledge and and then there's and then there's a murder that basically leads you directly into endgame of uh, of of our good friend Goro. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a character that you never actually get to meet or talk to. Nope. He's just an image. Like you hear about him the whole game 
And then when you finally get to his apartment, he's a body. Poor guy. I don't know. He did fine. <laughs> Dude was literally blackmailing a guy for like for money because of murder. True, but he didn't commit the murder. That's true. Blackmail, though. <laughs> I mean, it's not nice. It's 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 he's he's not a nice person. He's definitely a bad guy. Not I don't know if. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that he deserved to be stabbed to death with a pen. <laughs> with a pen. But I don't I don't necessarily pity the man. No. Anyway, I, I think it's funny that we talk like he he's this sort of central character for the entire game and you <laughs> never even meet him. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, there's like basically there's two murders that happen over the course of the actual there's two murders that actually happen over the course of the story. And then there's a cold case murder that you're dealing with. Technically, two, Because there's the actual guy. And then there's the the, uh, the Kaneda guy who was actually murdered. And then Shinobu goes missing. But it turns out she was also murdered. So that's two murders. But those are both before the, the game actually starts. Those are those are both the cold cases. Yeah. Yeah, from and before. then there and then there's the principal's uh, suicide. So there's technically five bodies, but only two of them are actually murdered during the course of the actual plot. Yeah. So I don't know why we're keeping score on this, but it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm just I, I feel like it. that's still less of a body count than uh, the missing air had based on what you've said. Well, it's, it's just you don't get to investigate the, the bodies. Which mm. was kind of an in, like a kind of an enjoyable aspect of uh, of the game. I mean, it oh, was in your face. It was yeah. obvious. Like, here's what you in, like. Here's what you look at. But yeah, that is actually think, a, that is actually an interesting point because we I mentioned how like investigating the body was like the big the first big gameplay element, and then yeah, it so just kind of drops way more off. Of it. Yeah, so there's thought, like way more yeah. of that in the other game. Yeah, interesting. That would make it more interesting to actually play i think yes that's what i'm saying i think i had more fun. dialogue the the story is kind of i actually think i like the story but i think i just like the first game more yeah okay. the, the it's well maybe that explains why there's not a third it could be but it's weird that they remade the second one so well I'm i mean sure. if there's two why not do both oh I, yeah but i mean they remade it on the super nintendo or the super family oh whatever. yeah that, so I no, wonder, that's true i wonder why that was a thing like so maybe the second one is like people like it more and i'm and like latice and i are the weird ones here i don't have a clue yeah but yeah yeah i think that's uh i think that's famicom detective club not the entire famicom no okay so important question to close with um so famicom super famicom or remade music to close the show Ooh, you could, I don't know, man, that's tough. There's some really awesome Super Famicom. Honestly, the, the bass in the Super Famicom tracks really hits. Yeah, I would almost, you could even do like the same song, just one from each, like the different version or whatever. <laughs> but but the, there's. You're making a lot of work for me here. Oh, true. Yeah, just pick whatever <laughs> one you like. Just like crossfade them in like I'm a DJ. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I meant the opening in the. Oh, yeah. Of the, of the I was podcast. thinking you were saying like, yeah, just do all three of them and just have them seamlessly transition from one to the next. I'm like, OK, yeah, actually do that. That'd be really cool. It no. would actually. 
Don't but do it that. would require skills that I'm not in possession of. <laughs> well, so uh, until next week, where we talk about, I think, Earthworm Jim. I maybe something. That's Probably. yeah. I'm like I'm like 55% sure it'll be Earthworm Jim. We'll figure it out. We'll see you next week with something regardless. Sounds good. Have a good week, everybody.